Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hello, and welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm Rena, And I'm John. And we are tremendously glad that you've joined us today. We are broadcasting live from Sacramento on Money 105.5. And if you're in the Sacramento area, you may be aware it's raining like crazy out there. (laughs) And uh, just wanted to encourage you, if you're listening in your car, to give a little extra space to the drivers. Give yourself a little extra time to get there. If you're going to be late, that's okay because it'd be better to be safe. So just wanted to encourage you on that. And we have a great show lined up for you today. We're talking about what is fake and what is real. Because these days there's all kinds of stuff out there that's not really real. And we're going to dive deep into that. We're going to take a look at what's worth having very high quality in your life. And uh, it'll be a really fun exploration. Sounds fun. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think you were talking, we we're going to talk about why it's detrimental to be pursuing fake things. Well, what I've found is that they're just not nearly as satisfying. Um, when we're talking about fake versus real, we're talking about um, things that are more shallow, um, not as not as much dimension to it. And what we find is these things aren't satisfying to us. They're not um, bringing us the fulfillment that we want, that it looks like it should be bringing. And we've got a lot of really great examples of this. But what we find is having higher quality of certain things is tremendously beneficial. And having low quality on the important things actually hurts us. Awesome. So... We're going to go through a list of things that we, we thought of that can be considered fake or maybe lesser instead of being greater. And this is, by the way, an opportunity for you to kind of evaluate things in your own life on a spectrum of real to fake. Where is it landing? Yeah, get to evaluate for yourself. And today, if you would like to call into the show, you can call 866-576-1055. You can call with your questions, and we'll answer them on the show today. Or if you're not sure what to talk about, you could call in and share uh, something you've been really frustrated with that's just kind of a lesser experience. It could be like in the lines of being fake or just not not the, the shining example that you'd really want it to be in your life. Or if you'd like to call in and share something that you found to just be awesome on the spectrum of fake to real, it's on the high real end, and you'd like to share that either way. Fun. Very fun. We love having callers call in. Yes. Number is 866-576-1055. So to give you some examples, there is fake news that's been going around lately. People have been talking about it and how the news is uh, you see, they're fabricated completely. Or I've found in my experience sometimes that news is that they're trying to get it right, but uh, they don't have a good source of real information. And so they're trying their best and they kind of make stuff up. So um, My first experience with something like that was Onion, like somebody posting articles from <clears throat> Onion.com or whatever that is, The Onion, to Facebook. And I was like, this is so bizarre. And after seeing a couple of them, I'm like, oh, this is completely made up. And that's more like a joke. But I was surprised you were telling me there's something called 
fake news out there. Yes. That's very deliberately yes. fabricated. Fabri- fabricated stuff. Wow. Yeah. And even a lot of news that's intentional, supposed to be right, good news, sometimes they just get it wrong. And in a sense, that's kind of fake news as well. So to give an example, uh, back in 89, our house collapsed in big earthquake. Your family, not mine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, my family. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't yet married. Yeah. Um, and so our house collapsed, and someone came up and, and noticed the house kind of in crumpled pieces and reported it as two separate dwellings Oh. when it was just one. Oh, there was a separate garage. They must have yeah. assumed. They assumed. Yeah. Yeah. So in a sense, that's kind of fake news as well. Well, I think it's a great example, though, because on on one extreme, you've got like literally fake news, like they made it up. Right. And then on the other end, you've got like high quality. They've done good investigative journalism. They've gotten to what really happened. And there's really a large spectrum in between there where news actually falls. And we know that uh, that evening news, for example, is intended to generate outrage. So they're pulling out things on purpose that are going to get a really strong emotional response from people. And that's kind of a far cry, in my opinion, from reporting on what's really going on and what's going to be helpful for people. Yeah. Yeah. So news is a good example of there's a big difference between fake and real and lots in between. I love talking about food. <laughs> and it's not that I'm like the world's biggest foodie or anything, but actually specifically the quality of food. So I'm really passionate about having high-quality, nutritious, um, whole foods. And what I am challenged with is trying to find that out um, in public, uh, you know, versus, you know, picking it up at the grocery store and <clears throat> fixing it myself. And there's some challenges there, too. But even, for example, bread um, is typically, in, in our society, is made from white flour. And I read an article online, so I can't say if it's, you know, maybe it's like that fake news and stuff, but I don't know. They did. It made sense to me. They said for white flour, what they do is they take out some of the most nutritious parts and put in a bare minimum that's required by the government to help sustain life. And that is a great example of fake food. It, it, it is food, but on the spectrum of fake to real, it, it's really not the high quality um, that we would really benefit from. Similarly, health. Um, health is kind of an odd topic. So a lot of times they'll look at indicators of health and try to fix that indicator without looking at the underlying cause. A great example is blood pressure. There's a reason why somebody has high blood pressure. And instead of fixing that cause, that root cause, they'll give a pill to lower blood pressure. And that, in my opinion, is like fake health versus real health. Right. Instead of increasing your, your healthy lifestyle and, and living a healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, healthy exercise, instead it's uh, something that just addresses the symptoms. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for a lot of you, um, I've been in corporate America in business, and sometimes what I see on the business, uh, on the wall inside the offices, is a big placard that has the mission statements and the core values. And if you work there, sometimes you can tell that that's fake because they're not actually living according to those values. They're not really striving towards that mission. It's it's fake. Maybe it's what they want it to be, but that's not what people are doing. I'm sure it's really pretty plaque on the wall, too. Yeah. It looks nice. (laughs) So that's like a fake mission statement? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yep. 
There's also fake recognition that I've experienced. So that's where they give uh, recognition to employees and they'll have like employee of the month. And it's like, oh, Sally hasn't had it for a while. Let's just give Sally the employee of the month award. And so it's not really recognition of merit. It's just trying to spread the, the recognition around so everybody gets some. Well, and that's a great example because it's devoid of the meaning that was intended behind it. That's what makes it more fake than real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Not- we're coming up on a commercial break. Mm-hmm. So we will be right back. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 1055. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 1055. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are talking about what's fake and what's real around us today. And just a few more examples to give you an idea. We're kind of laying a basis here, a foundation. Fake wealth. I love talking about this on a money radio station. But to me, fake wealth is when you've got a lifestyle that looks like you're very affluent and there's a lot of debt and maybe living paycheck to paycheck, a lot of stress, um, maybe not even that extreme. But it looks from the outside like the person's just doing fantastic. And the fact is that they're really struggling. Another thing that um, I also care deeply about is a fake relationship with God. And what that can look like, I think it's interesting to consider, is, you know, going to church, going through the motions, um, maybe reading the Bible, this and that. And, and there's not that real closeness with God. So those are activities that can help foster that relationship. But there's like really a difference between knowing about Jesus and knowing Jesus, So just something to consider for your own life and your own spirituality. Is it something you're going through the motions or is there a real relationship there? And so another real quick example is is fake jewelry. And I bring that up because sometimes some fake stuff is okay. And it's, it's really not a big deal to wear something that's kind of flashy and kind of fun. And so it's a great opportunity to evaluate in our lives What's fake? What's real? What's serving us? And how can we get more of the really great stuff in our lives? Awesome. There were a couple of fake versus real things we wanted to do a deep dive on with you. And the first one is a fake versus a real impact. And so an impact is, uh, is a way that you would live that would make a difference in people's lives in the world. And so a big, deep impact would change people at a fundamental level. It would change who they are, how they show up, change their the way they, the skills that they have, maybe their status in life, and do that over a large group of people. That would be a big, real impact. 
So it's deep in that it creates real change in the person. It's long in that it lasts a long time. And wide refers to how many lives are touched in that way. And we love a really big impact here on the Impact Hour. That's right. So a fake impact would be something like going through the motions again and just saying, wow, I think I'm making a big impact. So some examples would be like giving $5. There's places where, hey, donate $5. You'll make a big impact. And it's easy. It's easy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of times, whoever gives the $5, not that that's a bad thing. It certainly can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't want to discourage that. But just assuming that that's a big impact, I think, makes that activity a little bit fake. And it's actually not something you're doing. You're giving money to somebody else, and it's what they're doing rather than what you're doing for your own impact. And that makes it extra challenging to really assess how impactful that activity really is, right? When you're really disconnected from the people who are benefiting from it, you really just kind of have to assume. And there's a lot of wiggle room there to to really wonder if it's really making that big of a difference or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do want to say that uh, with my heart attack experience, uh, I can share that when you get to the to the end of your life or the potential end of your life and you're evaluating a theory or an idea that maybe you had made an impact is not going to be good enough. You're not going to want a theory that maybe what you'd done had been good. You'd want to, you'll want to know for sure that, hey, that made a big difference here. Yeah, we had been donating. I remember at that period of time, we'd been donating to one of those sponsor a kid type of organizations. And I know they make a big difference in kids' lives in, in that, you know, bringing them up from a certain level of poverty up to and providing some education and, and that stuff. But that didn't come up for you at all. I didn't did even it? think about it. In your evaluation of what difference you had made as you were facing potentially the end of your life. Yep. It didn't even cross my mind. And that's because it really is so much more beneficial to actually be in contact with, connected to the people whose lives you're really trying to improve. It looks like we have Kurt on the line. Can you hear us, Kurt? I can. Hi, John and Rena. How are you today? Doing great. Hey, Kurt. Thanks doing? for calling in. Uh, you're very welcome. Well, I was uh, listening to your topic today and uh, about uh, really making an impact with other people. And uh, for me, that's something that uh, really resonates. And awesome. I, I, think, I think what I've seen over time is that making an impact with other people is definitely spending time with them, being interested in making a commitment. It's not that surface one. And so it's getting in there and uh, finding out what the needs really are to be able to make a greater impact. So what I hear you saying is you're actually connected with some folks. You've kind of maybe inserted yourself in their life. I heard that there's commitment there, and you're finding out what their real needs are. Is that right? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an investment of uh, not just financial, but it's an investment of time, uh, energy, uh, mindset, uh, in many cases, faith. And so uh, we've, uh, my wife and I have had the opportunity to do that in a number of situations. That's beautiful. Can I ask... If you don't mind, how do you like to impact people's lives? What do you like to make better for them? Well, it really depends on the situation. There okay. are um, a, a couple uh, families that are in our life right now that uh, one of them was uh, in a, a pretty destitute situation, and they were trying to get out of that. And so uh, my wife and I were able to uh, be available to them to help impact their life and uh, providing child care. Um, offering guidance and mentorship 
Um, actually, uh, it's, it's become a relationship over the last couple of years where we're actually uh, have become family with these people because of the uh, the time and energy investment and the, the rewards that come with that. That's beautiful, and I love how you can see the results because you're so tied in with them. You can see what a difference that support and I love the mentorship aspect, the the concreteness of the babysitting, and uh, just really helping to elevate them instead of just giving them a handout that keeps them stuck where they're at. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I I think um, the philosophy that my wife and I have is giving a hand up versus a handout. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes, some people do need a handout, do need some food, do need something to keep them going just to meet the bare necessities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the hand up is uh, giving them the tools and the resources to be able to, um, to to change their lives in the way that they want to. It can't be the way that I want to see their lives go. It has to be the direction that they want to go in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not about just going in and fixing somebody, but really partnering with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like that. And we we've seen the mistake the other way. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's easy to do because that's really much more the norm, right? So you're actually going against the grain on this in a really good way, and uh, love to see and hear about that impact that you're making. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling into the program. We really appreciate what you had to offer. Thank you. Well, thank thank you very much for your show and your topic today. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Goodbye. Cool. That was fun. I awesome. want more callers. I could do that all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, great sharing. Uh, just great highlighting some uh, some of the, the ways that it really can be, you know, instead of fake impact, you know, making a really big, deep difference in a family's life is really great. And that, that reminds me of the, one of the points that I wanted to make, that when we're inserting ourselves in somebody else's life, um, helping them to raise themselves up, the hand up, um, and we're connected with them, so we're seeing the real change that we're helping to bring about, there's a tremendous sense of satisfaction and significance that comes from that, that just doesn't come from um, the handout, the the $5 donation where we're, we're disconnected, that really being more of a fake versus a real impact, the real impact, that satisfies, and that brings meaning to life. Definitely. Sometimes a fake impact is uh, is being very active, so there's lots and lots of activity uh, but not checking in to see if there's actual change taking place, since we call lots of activity being disconnected from results. And an analogy would be like running a business and not getting a profit loss statement at the end of the year. So you can't even tell if your business is succeeding or not. Oh, nice concrete example. I like it. I like it. The profit <laughs> yeah. and loss statement. Yeah. Find out what, what, what difference you really are making, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So if you're disconnected from the results, you don't even know if it's working or not. And so it's hard to feel really good about it. And it, it's possible to start smaller, you know, just mentoring one person and making a tremendous change in that one person's life, I think is something that we can build on and mentor more people. We can, I mean, they can go all the way to starting a foundation or a movement. It can get really huge. And sometimes I think it can start really small as long as we're connected to those results. Yeah. That's just so, so key. Yeah. And what we find is even if you start really small, 
maybe you mentor one person and you start seeing real life change there. You see them, you know, start to show up differently and they're more capable. That gets really exciting. Right. And then you go, wow, how can I do that again with somebody else? And how can I make this more? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, rewarding. It's uh, You want to build on that and do more. Yeah. We, we had an example um, from our life uh, quite a few years ago. We visited a group home in the Central Valley. And we spent three to four days uh, with developmentally disabled folks there. And we had brought a, a group of youth from our church down there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we went down there, but there wasn't any real clear goals of what kind of outcome we wanted to see. We were just showing up. We were supposed to love on them. Yes, that's, and we did. That's a nice term. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, as a result, uh, people's life people's lives there weren't fundamentally changed in any way. Uh, their self-concept really didn't change. They're still in the group home. And we left really didn't know if we'd changed anything at all. And so it's not that that is bad, but... That's, in a sense, kind of a, a fake impact. If, if we're citing that as, wow, we're making a really big difference, I, I don't know that that would be true um, right. from that specific visit. And again, just like the other thing, that didn't even come up. When I had my heart attack and I was evaluating my life, this didn't even come up for me at all. Whereas, like the example that Kurt gave of this family that he's been mentoring and they've been supporting and, and guiding, um, that would most certainly, when you reach the end of your life, um, be coming up knowing that, that that's, that's a real difference that you made. Those people's lives are different because of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they call it a service project. <laughs> and uh, we noticed that it has the word project in it. So Ouch. that the people that you're helping become a project as opposed to having a real genuine relationship with them. Yeah, something that really came up for me uh, as I heard Kurt talking was the idea of love. And when we're coming from a place of love, there's a genuine concern for the people and for the outcome and how they're doing. And not only now while you're working with them, but in the future, is it results that are going to last? Is it a difference that's going to last? And when we're coming from a place of love, we're not going to say we're doing a service project. It sounds kind of absurd. It does. In fact, we're going to we're going to be um, really actually loving those people in a deep, meaningful, helpful way. Yes. Yeah. And like I was saying before, when we're making a real difference in people's lives, we're going to have that sense of satisfaction and meaning. That's that's our reward uh, for what we do, and it helps just bring more and more meaning to life. Right. Yep. So we are going to a break. We will be right back. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Attention, men and women over 50, considering buying an annuity. Don't buy an annuity until you find the best rates and benefits for your needs. Combined with InsureLock's exclusive patent-pending annuity protection of up to $1 million at absolutely no cost to you. A free annuity protection guide to help you avoid costly mistakes has just been made public. This guide explains little-known secrets on how to get an additional annuity protection benefit of up to $1 million while potentially growing your money. Call now to receive your free annuity protection guide with top-rated companies. As a bonus, we'll send you the annuity rates report with the best 
best rates and benefits for your needs. Call 1-800-290-8484. Ask for a free no-obligation quote with the best rates and benefits, plus InsureLock's exclusive up to $1 million additional annuity protection benefit. Want the best annuity rates? Want the best benefits? All from top-rated companies? Call InsureLock at 1-800-290-8484. That's 1-800-290-8484. Underwritten by Wesco Insurance, Insurlock protects the net premium payments made into an annuity in case of insolvency after using all resources. By responding to this ad, you may be contacted by an insurance licensed professional. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Hey, Rob. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. How you doing? Hey, I'm so excited because here at the radio station, we've decided to make a New Year's resolution. A resolution of what kind? Well, we've decided that there are a lot of parents out there that want to send their kids to a private school, and our resolution is to help those people out. And we're going to do that with a website called SackTuitions.com. Tuitions for 50% off. And we're talking for schools like I-Level Learning Center. There are Math and English Tutoring Center, Destiny Christian Preschool in Rockland, Victory Christian School in Carmichael. Story Storybook Cottage, mm-hmm. St. John the Evangelist, Sacramento Adventist Academy, Community Christian, schools in Yuba City like uh, New Life and Grace, Wilton. If there's a school that's not on there that you want to send your kids to, just contact us and we'll try to work out a deal, an arrangement that we can get that school to provide a 50% off education for your child. And again, it's just until February, so don't wait until February at least. The factory by the river and the farm down the road. It's because of people like Reggie in finance and Ruth, the paramedic. Keisha, the designer, has it, and so does Orlando, the nurse. They live around here. They care about this community. They work hard to succeed, and that makes a difference. At SacramentoHelpWanted.com, we're proud to work the hometown advantage. We work it around the clock, connecting local employers and local job seekers with local jobs they're good at jobs they deserve post your job today and search a database of resumes to find select and hire the best local employees employees who live close by close to family and friends close to home that's the hometown advantage sacramento helpwanted.com local jobs that work now back to the impact hour with john and rena on money 105.5 Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about what is fake and what is real. And we have found that there are certain things in life that are worth having very high quality. Two of those things we're looking at more closely today are the kind of impact that you make, the positive impact that you're creating, making a difference in people's lives, as well as what we're about to look at now is the kind of connection that you have with other people, the quality of relationships. Now, my passion is to wake people up to their impact. I want people to be aware of how they're affecting people as they're moving through the world. That includes having a positive impact deliberately in the lives of other people. It also includes just how we're affecting people around us. And I'm really starting to look closely at the idea of connection. I've observed a lot of 
loneliness and isolation in our society. And even in my own life, it's something that I deal with, a sense of, of being alone, even though I'm surrounded by people. I've got John, we work together, I've got my kids, and it says nothing about them. The fact is that I'm, I'm yearning for more deeper connection, actually specifically with other women, and have found some challenges in creating that. So what I'm doing, I'm doing a, a deep dive in my own life looking at how people can feel more connected with other people. And what I find is that there are certain challenges to that and certain ways to improve that. And so that's what we're going to look at today. One of the reasons we feel disconnected it has to do with the nature of our conversations with people. It tends to be pretty light, especially among guys. We talk about the weather and the sports and you know, maybe a little bit about politics and, and all of this. And it's really nothing going on with us personally. And so we keep everything kind of at arm's length, keep it light, keep it keep it pretty, pretty surface level. And that prevents us from being and feeling connected with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you, have you found that humor is kind of a part of that too? Kind of humor helping to keep people yeah, you can, at yeah. a bit of a different uh, yeah. distance? Yeah, it's uh, some humor is just fun and great sure. sometimes humor humor is a way of distancing yeah and as soon as something gets a little bit more deep a little too bit serious. more too serious <laughs> maybe start talking about how to see somebody's feeling you know someone will pop in with a joke to to say okay enough with that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's really going to um dull that sense of connection that people could have if they were talking about things a little deeper than the weather and allowing um some feelings to come up now, as John and I have been exploring this topic together, we found, and I think you probably won't be surprised, that there's actually a distinction between men and women and how they connect. And um, that's fine. So there's just to know that there's some distinctions between that. So John's saying men are tending to talk about more surface things. And it may look like we, as women, are talking about deeper things because it includes feelings and what as we looked closer at this, I thought it was fascinating. Women were tending to share things where we're like angry or frustrated about something. So say, for example, a woman, you can totally picture saying she's frustrated with her husband. He's been coming home late every night and she's just really mad about it. And her girlfriends are like, honey, that's just not right. You need a man who treats you good. And, you know, it, it can kind of go along. We love affirming each other. And affirmation is actually a really important part of connection. But what she's sharing is a little actually more on a surface level, because if it went deeper, it might go something like, yeah, you know, my husband's been working late every night and not coming home. And um, I'm wondering if maybe he's having an affair. I'm wondering why he's gone. Is there something about me that makes him want to be away from home? And, you know, I've been finding that I'm, I'm actually pretty scared. And I, I'm wondering if he might leave me. It's like that's a much deeper place to share than just being angry about something. So I love bringing this up as an example to kind of explore how deep are you going in your relationships. If you're wanting more of a sense of connection, sharing on a deeper level can help do that. You'll want to do that with people who are safe, of course, and you might want to just kind of feel it out a little bit. But when you're able to share at a deeper level and people understand that, they're able to reflect back to you on what you're saying and you feel heard and understood, 
it's going to lend to a much greater sense of connectedness. Anything you wanted to add to that before I go on, John? No, that's that's great. Yeah. Yes. And that's true with guys, too. It's, you know, even though we tend socially to, to just talk about inconsequential things, when guys share about their emotions, it tends to be shallower, too. Mm-hmm. And, and going and sharing more personally what's really going on, you know, rather than the frustration or the anger, are we feeling scared or is it bringing up, you know, something from our childhood where we're afraid we'll be abandoned or... You know, things like that would be a much more deeper sharing than just saying, oh, I'm so mad today. And I think people really have a desire to be, well, I'm confident that people have a desire to be seen and heard and understood. They want people to to get them. We want people to get us, to understand us, what we're going through, to, to be seen, to be acknowledged. When that happens, we get a sense of being valued that we're valuable, that people value us and care about us, and there's a sense of connection that comes from that. And as we explored this topic, we found that there's a lot of things that can really help. The best word I've got is dull, the sense of connection. And I think it's a big one these days, uh, which is social media. In general, it could be screen time, right? Uh, A lot of people walking around with a phone in front of their face, And as a blind person, I find that really irritating because they don't see me in my white cane coming. (laughs) So that's kind of a small thing. But, you know, uh, people, you know, on their tablet when they're with other people or on the computer, instead of being in front of other people. And when people are communicating through text, it's not going to be as deep of a connection. It feels like it should be. So this is where it kind of comes, the difference between real and fake. When we're typing something out, we don't have that sense of emotion. People are not going to feel as heard and understood when, when, it's, when it's typed out. There's a lot lost in the voice and in the intonation and um, in the connection. And I find social media being so prevalent is it's it's really something to look at because for a lot of people that's a primary place of going to feel connected and i mean i've done it you know something happens and i post and i'm i'm totally guilty of this i'm like always checking to see how many likes i got oh my gosh did i get a share (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's really not a connecting with other people now, I've seen people share really intense life experiences via Facebook as a means of getting support. And I felt so sad when I saw that. Um, a young lady had broken up with a boyfriend and was, was posting how sad she was and did anyone want to get together. And I'm like, oh, it, it, wouldn't it be so much better to pick up the phone and say, I'm, I'm really hurting. You know, can, can you hear me out? Can we get together? You know, get, get a hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they don't have e-hugs. If they do, they don't work. <laughs> not, not the same way for sure. No, no. Yeah. One of the biggest barriers to, to connecting with people is our, our hiding out. Uh, we hide ourselves for fear of being rejected so there's parts of ourselves that we just don't share with people. We're afraid if we shared that, ooh, what would they think of me? And so we just don't share that. And for some people, that can be more, and for some it can be less. But we have kind of a shell around us, and the shell can be thick or thin. So for some people, they won't share anything at all that's negative, that puts them in a negative light in any way whatsoever. 
And so they'll admit that they make mistakes, but would never admit in the moment at any time that they have made a mistake. Um, I certainly have been that way myself. Um, and that really creates a sense of disconnectedness because you're not sharing yourself, big parts of yourself. So how can people be getting you? They don't even get a chance to see and, and hear that part of yourself because you're not sharing. Mm-hmm. Related to that could be needing to appear a certain way. So not only are we hiding out, but we're trying to appear a certain way. So this might be a mask that we wear. We're trying to appear smart or we're trying to appear competent. Some people are trying to appear invisible. Some people are trying to – It's really bad for connection. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Needing to appear a certain way and not being authentic is is really – hard on connection and there's something about the being authentic which does make us vulnerable but pays off so if we're like you say hiding out holding back and stuff like that 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 will diminish our sense of connectedness so something to look at if that's something that you're wanting more of in your life so Looking at the words that you choose um, versus the emotions, this, this is kind of more on the receiving end. So when someone else is talking, you can help create more of a sense of connectedness by not only acknowledging the surface words, but what's underneath them. And um, this is something that I just tend to do. In fact, I have to hold myself back, um, you know, reflecting back, you know, what I got out of what they said and what are the feelings underneath there. And it's kind of an opportunity to, to check in with the person, which helps them to feel understood. A little bit more of a dialogue about, you know, it's like, oh, that – that looks like that's you know pretty frustrating for you might be an example of that and john you you made a diagram the other day that i thought was pretty nifty yeah so so imagine here just picture two icebergs sitting in the ocean in the water and picture like a, a person's head above each of the icebergs and these people are facing each other and they're talking to each other and what is above the water is everything that is easily seen and visible all the surface stuff So when we communicate, oftentimes we are talking about and responding to only the things that are going on on the surface or above the surface. But what's really going on with people, the 90%, which is below the surface of the water, is what's really going on. And a, a deeper connection involves sharing and talking more about those things, either like Rena said, trying to call it out of other people and ask if this is what's going on with them and and seeing and checking in with them, and just sharing yourself, things that are going on beneath the surface with people in a safe group. Nice. And something that I want to go over before we go to break, we do have a break coming up, just because I think it's so important, is when other people are sharing feelings, what often happens is if it makes us uncomfortable. Okay, so somebody's feeling sad and that makes us feel sad. It's a it's an empathetic response, which is good. And what we need to learn to do is to be okay with our own feelings so that we don't shut the other people down. Because I remember when we moved from Albuquerque, um, I remember people, you know, I, I told them that I missed them. We went back to get our stuff and, and uh, 
close friends. I, I told them that I missed them, and they're like, don't, don't, you're going to make me cry. Or I would start to cry, and they would say, don't, don't, it's okay. And, you know, nobody wanted to feel their feelings, and it was really weird. <laughs> but <laughs> it really shuts down um, connection when we're trying to get other people to please stop feeling because it's actually making us uncomfortable. So I love this topic. I could talk about it forever, but we really do need to go to a break. So we would love for you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about faith versus real. So we want to encourage you to pursue the things that are real, things that are really satisfying, fulfilling, the things that we really want. We've noticed in life, it's in ourselves and everyone, that there is a pattern of what we call settling. So that is where there's something you really want, but instead this other thing comes up and you settle for that. And the reason we might settle is maybe it seems safer, it seems easier, but we're settling for something other than what we really want. So that does require a little bit of an evaluation of what's really important. Although, no, it's important to have that evaluation if you're going to actually go for what's important. If you don't in, in, evaluate it, you might just, you know, kind of settle for whatever. Yeah. If you're really just, not clear on what's that important to you. Just by default. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. just, yeah. It's and, a default, yeah. And, and not making a choice is making a choice. Oh. So by not making a choice, you're basically abdicating the choice to somebody else or the circumstances, and those other people or the circumstance choose for you. But it's still a choice. And I, I confess I've done that some, but I try to do it on the important things, rather on the important things. I try to, you know, make those decisions myself, and some unimportant things, I just let them ride, and it, and it goes to default. So again, choosing between what's really important to focus on and what should be of high quality. Right. Mm-hmm. So examples, we really want a deep connection with people. We want a sense that people really get us and accept us, and we really want deep significance in life. We want to know that our life matters. We don't want to feel like we're insignificant, that we can just go through this life and it doesn't matter that we were here. But we want to have a deep sense of significance and meaning in our life. But instead, we often settle for a light connection. We settle for just surface relationships with people. We settle for fun and entertainment rather than what really satisfies or we settle for a light or insignificant impact. We don't blaze a new trail, but rather we only do what's been done before. Those are all forms of settling. And what's done before, part of that is you know, what we see other people doing, 
right? We're like, okay, this must be the norm. This is what I'm supposed to be doing here, uh, whether or not that's really beneficial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily beneficial. It's just what people are doing. (laughs) (laughs) And oftentimes, honestly, it's what's easy. Yes. People take the path of least resistance. Yes. Yeah. Which, like I said, is okay on some things. You got to evaluate for yourself what's it worth really putting your time and money and effort pouring your life into. Yep. Mm-hmm. Should be aware that if you're going to get off of the beaten path, which we do recommend. <laughs> yes, we recommend getting off the beaten path. Yes. You <laughs> might find that other people are trying to push you back onto the beaten path. Mm-hmm. So there was a study that was done quite a while ago. They had some monkeys in, it, in an area and they put some bananas at the top of a pole. And as soon as a monkey tried to climb the pole to get to the bananas, they got out their fire hose and hosed down the monkey. Blasted the monkey so he wouldn't climb the pole to get the bananas. Yes. Yes. So after a while, when a monkey started to climb the pole, other monkeys would try to pull him back down and tell him, no, 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 you're not supposed to go for the bananas. Heck yeah. Well, they're watching too and they're seeing, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. So, you know, next thing you know, nobody's trying to get any bananas anymore. So the interesting thing is they replaced the monkeys one at a time. And over time... Well, and they stopped They stopped um, blasting the monkeys. They stopped blasting the monkeys. Right. And yeah. over, over the time, none of the monkeys had seen the fire hose. And yet whenever any monkey tried to climb the pole, another one would – and the others, not just another one, but others would try to prevent him from getting up there because that was socially unacceptable. They had learned from previous monkeys that you don't climb the pole to get bananas. They didn't know why anymore, but nobody was going to be climbing that pole. Yes. So when you get off the beaten path – you are likely to experience other people trying to pull you down from what you're striving towards. <laughs> pull you back on the beaten path. Oh, yes. And they don't even know why, right? It's just the norm. That's what they've seen everybody else do. You know, I remember people when we first started our, our first business and people really discouraging us. Oh, you know, we started a business that failed. You shouldn't do that. And those kinds of social controls, uh, right. they, they really have a strong influence. Yeah. And they mean well. <laughs> Yes, that's a good point. They mean well. They're not trying to sabotage you. They just don't understand. Yeah. That's but a when good you point. make a big impact on the world, when you're trying to make form deeper connections, you will be getting off the beaten path because normal is overrated. <laughs> and we encourage you to be abnormal, to be to be different because if you do normal, you'll get normal, and if you want abnormal, you need to do different things. Absolutely. So that involves if you want more meaning, more significance, more satisfaction, you want to make more of a difference in people's lives, you want to make have more connections with other people, you're going to have to get off that beaten path and do things a little differently than you see other people doing them. Right. Mm-hmm. So what are you settling for? You want it really one way, but you're settling for something else. What is it costing you to settle? What have you buried that you should unbury in your life? Those are real questions I think you should ask yourself and to really consider. Awesome. Well, that's a fantastic exploration of fake versus real. And we're really encouraging you to take on for yourself what's really important to you, what are you willing to pour your life into, and what's worth doing that so that you get the real rewards that come from that. You want to tell them about this uh, webinar we've got going on? Yes. So if you have been listening today and you want to do something about it, we'd like to invite you 
to our upcoming event called Live on Purpose. Are you tired of your life being in the same place year after year? Have you been settling in life and you're worried that you'll never get around to what's really important to you? Learn how to fill your life with more connection, meaning, and significance. Explore your values. Improve yourself. Gain tools to change your life. Join us February 1st for an upcoming event. It's Live on Purpose. This event is all about getting intentional with your life and getting what you really want rather than settling. It'll be online from 7 to 9 p.m. You can go to theimpacthour.com under events. Click on Live on Purpose. And just for you, our listeners, because we love you guys, you can use the code 2017 to come as our guest. If you don't have a purpose and an intention for your life, someone else will. Absolutely. So this is a great opportunity to really get more intentional about your life. It's it's pretty values neutral, so we're not going to go and tell you what's really important. We have some things that we'll want you to consider as to, you know, what we believe is important and what, like I said, we'll want you to consider. But ultimately, you get to decide for yourself what's a priority for you in your life. So we're going to help you walk you through an exercise to really get clear on what's important to you. And we've got some really powerful tools to help you get going on those. And this isn't, you know, well, hopefully you know us by now. This isn't the normal time management kind of stuff, the surface level. We, we like to go deeper. We'll look at the reasons why you're not taking action on that and what will it take to really get you going on that. So it'll be a lot of fun. It's online, so you can do that from the comfort of your own home. It's normally $20, but as our listeners, we want to give that to you as a gift because we really care about you, and we want you to be able to move forward in your life. So that's, again, February 1st from 7 to 9 p.m., and you can register online at theimpacthour.com. Use coupon code 2017 to get it as our gift to you. Awesome. Great opportunity to really start moving forward on this stuff. I love encouraging people week after week to take control of their lives, to make the difference that they're capable of making. And I'm loving for myself and sharing as I'm in the process of learning more and more about meaningful connections with people. Yeah. If you feel like life is what is happening to you, you need to come to this event. Mm-hmm. This will help you get control over your life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on the Impact Hour. We are blessed to support you in having more meaning, more significance, and more satisfaction in your life. If you missed this part, a part of the show or any other show, show recordings are posted at theimpacthour.com and are also available on your favorite podcast service like uh, Google Play and iTunes and more. Yep. So live with passion, pursue what's meaningful and significant, do what makes you light up, and light up the lives of other people. You've been listening to The Impact Hour. <laughs>